Welcome back, everybody, to this uh, bonus edition of Lively. We call it Lively Extra. We run it online, and when 30 minutes is just not enough, and these days, sometimes 60 minutes is not enough. So let me reset the panel. We have Arlene Violet and Brandon Bell and uh, Angel Tavares. Um, Arlene, let me just go back to one thing. The irony here is they had talked to the, we were talking about the governor potentially going to Washington and uh, Health and Human Services. The irony is, I agree with everything that you guys said in the last segment, except for what Brandon mentioned, UHIP. The irony for a lot of people is that was Health and Human Services. And it was something that went on for years and years. And it, it baffles me. I have friends who work for national publications who texted me yesterday and said, hey, what can you tell me about Gina, Gina Raimondo? And I said, all you need to do is Google Ramondo Deloitte UHIP disaster. And they went, wow, what about those stories? So I agree overall her her credentials are are good. But Arlene, what about UHIP and, and health and human services? That's the only point I think a lot of people have the irony of that. Uh, UHIP per se isn't about the delivery of direct services to people. It's about a computer system. And did she make mistakes? Absolutely. But let us all remember the contract to do that came under Lincoln Chafee when he was in office. So she inherited a contract that was signed, sealed, and delivered before she even walked into the state house uh, to implement that. The implementation surely left a lot to be desired. Uh, I think Deloitte, in many ways, got away with murder uh, on that. And that's not one of her high points, certainly, in her administration. Okay, let's move to national. Brandon, you had said the uh, focus is going to be on Georgia. I totally agree with that. And it's going to be interesting. The Senate really is where it's going to be. And that's going to shape the direction of the Biden administration. Will it be a Democratic sweep or is Mitch McConnell going to be there either getting in the way, check and balance? What is your view as we go into this election? And where is the president going to be in this? Do you think he's going to be down there helping? Is he going to, you know, he's kind of consumed with his own thing right now. What, what do you see happening over the next month down there? So we always talk about how how he changes the news cycle in just like that. It used to be like a week a story would run, you know, um, Obama says this or Bush says this. And then it's like, oh, it just keeps going and going and going with Trump. It's an hour. You just you forgot what happened an hour ago. And so what I think is going to happen um, and I haven't talked to him. Um, I know Angel wants to know about my conversations with the president. But I think what's going to happen is that he's going to go down to Georgia. He's going to rally uh, the the voters down there, uh, and uh, people are going to maybe not forget about the allegations of fraud and irregularities, and maybe he'll emphasize that a bit, but they're going to get rallied, and they're going to go to the polls and vote. And I think that um, the Republicans will take both seats, and I think that President Trump will help bring that home. Uh, again, it's, it's all about the news cycle. Next week, I think he's going to be in Georgia on Saturday by Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we'll just be talking about the Georgia elections. And I think the focus will shift. Uh, and so that January 5th, there's going to be a lot of momentum. I know there's a lot of talk about people moving there and registering to vote and doing all these different things. Um, I don't even think it's going to be a close call over there. I think both U.S. Senate candidates, uh, Republicans, um, uh, the incumbents are going to win the runoffs. I, I want you to know, Brandon, if the president wants to go down there and tell them all his supporters not to vote. I'm perfectly fine with that. Well, that's, I mean, I, uh, that's <laughs> well I don't think that's what he's going to do. I think that, that the perception right now is don't vote because there's, um, you know, it's it's fraudulent. Your vote won't count. Right. Uh, so it's magically going to get better between now and January 5th. How yes, do you square that? Just by him going down there, uh, having a you want to call it a MAGA rally, call it whatever you want. But he'll rally the troops. 
and he'll say it's it's absolutely necessary that you go and vote. And he'll probably talk about how he was cheated. And we know that he'll do that. Those type of things. But, but Brandon, you have people calling for the execution. Now, let's think is, about that. I am not a fan of that at all. Well, no, I, I know you aren't. But I mean, this is how crazy it's gotten. Yeah. You have a Republican secretary of state and a Republican governor who basically has been a lapdog for the president. And everybody's turned on him now. So, Arlene, go ahead and jump well, in. Brandon, when you were chair of the... Uh, Republican Party. Oh, don't know. remind me. Ancient history, I know, but it, you didn't make it all about you. You really focused on what needed to be done when there's a candidate's issue. That, in fact, is what you address because you don't have this humongous ego. Uh, now, I don't know whether Trump can get out of the way or not. Everything that I ever hear him talk about is himself. He's the reference point for everything. And I'll be anxious to see when he does get on to Georgia. Uh, what he does to help those candidates as opposed to uh, talking about how great he is and how he's been robbed and uh, how uh, he'll be back in 2024. Yeah, and Jim, if I can add one thing, I mean, I, I was obviously being facetious earlier when I said that the president can go down and tell his supporters not to vote. <laughs> I hope um, anyone who wants to vote and is eligible to vote, right, um, votes. I believe the person who gets the most votes should win the election. I, I just said very basic. Um, but I, I will say that it would be some poetic justice if what ends up happening is that there's a lower turnout among Republicans because of the uh, unsubstantiated allegations of the president and that Democrats are able to uh, take control of the Senate. Um, I think that that would be justice in many ways, uh, particularly because very few Republicans, I mean, I've been, uh, my friend uh, Brandon has gone further in this program, I think, than uh, Republicans I see on TV in terms of actually disagreeing with the president, just saying, you know, I have a disagreement and here's why. And um, and obviously, I know he's a supporter, a strong Republican, but um, and the general has done it as well. So but um, so many people have kept quiet in these times. And um, it's just to me unacceptable. It, it's, it's unacceptable. Um, and, you know, um, we have a duty to protect our democracy and um, whether we're Republicans, Democrats, we're Americans first. And uh, it's amazing to me to see that how quiet people are and people who know better. All right, we just have one. We have two minutes left. I'm going to give each of you, Arlene and Brandon, a minute. Arlene, let's begin with you. A Biden administration is beginning to go through. A lot of people look at Washington as stagnant, and a lot of it will depend on what happens in the Senate. What does he need to do day one, January 20th? Well, as you just correctly pointed out, uh, there may be a stalemate if obviously the Senate gets controlled by the Republicans. He's already doing, I think, what he should do at day one, and that is, A, unify the country uh, with a message of how important it is that we all pitch in together. But having said that, I, I think it's going to be very logistically difficult to get these this uh, vaccine out there because of the requirements of refrigeration, et cetera. That's going to be a massive test for him. Uh, and uh, I, I think his presidency may very well be judged on how smoothly that goes. Brandon, you get the last minute. I totally agree um, with General. It's priority number one, um, getting the vaccine out there um, and the therapeutics while um, people are still getting sick, uh, for you know, without a doubt. Um, as far as the way the Senate's going to go, and like I said, I I, I hope that it uh, goes 52 to 48, um, but we'll take 51, 49 if, if necessary. Um, I think that uh, you're going to see uh, qualified cabinet uh, picks qualified people that need advice and consent of the Senate with votes that are uh, 
way greater than 52-48. It's not going to be like it was uh, with Trump's picks. Um, you're going to see 80-20 uh, you know, type of votes, I think, uh, because I think that the Republicans in the Senate recognize that this is about qualifications and ability to do the job, not just partisan politics. I'm not saying they're perfect, don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying that I think it's going to be quite different. Um, and I, I, I'm, listen, Biden, I don't know if, if the mayor agrees that uh, his president has been Trump for the last four years, but Biden will be my president in the next four. So... I'm okay with All right. We're going to have to continue this even more off air because that's all the time we have. Folks, thank you for joining us for this bonus edition, Lively Extra. Come back here next week for the main event. We'll be back next week as the Lively Experiment continues. Have a great week.